Now, do you remember at all uh, how that made you feel when your dad left? I mean, just to give you an idea, I mean, he, he died in a motorcycle accident when I was when I was around 12, 11, no, 12 or 13, and I didn't even cry, so. Wow. You're gonna have peace that passes understanding, joy unspeakable and full of glory, boldness that the devil cannot stop, divine health that sickness cannot infiltrate, courage that the world cannot threaten and religion cannot bind. Welcome to Miracles Today, where all you need is faith in God. And I've got with me as my special guest today, Sean. Welcome to Miracles Today. Thank, and thank you. you for coming and joining me. Tell me, where are you from? Uh, Georgia, from south, south Georgia, just above Tallahassee, Florida. From South Georgia. Yes, and you were raised in a, a Christian family? Yes, ma'am. Tell me about that. Um, pretty much raised from about eight on in a Christian family um, and earlier it was kind of sporadic but uh, my my biological dad stepped out of our life when I was about uh, eight and so my grandparents helped raise me for a while my grandfather was like my dad too so were too, you so. were you born again uh, Sean when you were a little boy yeah um, I went, I've, I guess, rededicated quite a few times over the years. But yeah, when I was, I think, about three, my dad, you know, um, pretty much scared me into, you know, like I'm going to hell if I don't get, <laughs> I remember that vividly in my, my mind of crying whenever I was. Really? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Can you tell me about that? Because I, th I've never heard anything like that before. Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember all the details. I just remember crying, saying, I don't want to go to hell, you know. And um, I mean, it wasn't like he was in my face saying, I'm going to go to hell or anything like that. But it was just that, I guess that reality grabbed me when I was young. And um, I mean, he was a, a man of God, but he uh, drifted away, you know, when you know, when I was about seven or eight. So were you raised by your mom? Mm-hmm. And then she remarried when um, I was 12. Yeah. So you 12. were about four years mm -hmm. without a daddy. Well, I had my grandfather. Your he grandfather. Was, yeah, he, him and my grandmother, they, you know, they were kind of like second parents for me because my mom was having to work two jobs to just, you know, make ends meet. Now, do you remember at all uh, how that made you feel when your dad left? Um, really, it, it wasn't, it, it, there wasn't very much emotion there. I mean, I love my dad, and, um, but I mean, just to give you an idea, I mean, he, he died in a motorcycle accident when I was, when I was around 12, 11, no, 12 or 13, and I didn't even cry, so. Wow. I cried years later, but I didn't cry at that point in time. Why, why do you think that was? I, I don't know. If you ask my wife, she'll tell you I have very little emotion. But no, no, I, I really... But I don't know. I, I don't think that's the case. No, it's not. I mean, I, it, it's, it's hard to say why I didn't cry. I mean, I, 
I guess I just hardened myself against that emotion. And then you went from there, and I read in your story about the Navy. Uh, actually, no, I was just Army National Guard. Army National yeah, Guard. and a military college. So, okay, yeah. and then you said you sowed some wild oats. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, I just basically was drinking and smoking and, you know, all... You know, no, the only time I really did any drug, I smoked pot like three times, but mainly it was alcohol and nicotine were my big deal. And I would abuse it to the max. But you you've, but you were a Christian. Right. Now, during those time periods, were you afraid of going to hell? No, not particularly. <laughs> what did you do with that thought? It... it it wasn't even there. I knew the difference between right and wrong, and I knew that um, I didn't really fit in with the people who I was partying with, even though they were my friends. I considered them, you know, a lot like family and all. Yeah. But I mean, I realize now I had my my mom and my grandmother praying for me like 24/7, and it was, I mean, it's basically it, well, it's not basically it was and is there prayers that help me make it through those times and not get busted. Now, do you think that there's a lot of um, people um, in the world that were born into Christian families and then have had some type of similar experience as you? Oh, I know. I have had, I have tons of friends that were that way. Really? <laughs> yes, fail. Well, what do you think is the major cause of that? Um, a lot of times I, I kind of equate it to uh, Uzziah when he touched the ark. He was too familiar with the, with the presence of God because the church I was raised in was non-denominational and the spirit flowed pretty heavy there. And I mean, even now at that same church, there's, there are younger people getting saved and whatnot. But like, I mean, even my younger brother who is like 17, he... Um, and his friends aren't walking as strong as they could be, you know. And, I, you know, it's just, I, they're just, they, they haven't been exposed to the world. So you're, so you're born in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. You had a very traumatic experience at a young age. Right. And, and then you, you stray away from your faith. Mm -hmm. um, um, but then you come back. Right. Now we're going to take a break right here just for a moment and Come back and hear more about Sean's story. Welcome back to Miracles Today. And before we left, we were talking to Sean. Sean, we were talking about this epidemic um, uh, problem that a lot of kids are born into. Well, you can explain it to me. Born yeah. into a Christian family. Go ahead and tell mm, me about that. Um, I mean... It's in the Bible Belt, if that, you know, we want to call that this area of the country. I mean, you have people, whether they're non-denominational, whether they're Baptist, Methodist, or Presbyterian, they're born into a family. They may have a salvation experience or uh, they may not have a salvation experience and just think they're going to heaven because they went to church and all that, but they're still out smoking and drinking and there's no... There's no power with the word combined. Together. Now tell me what happened to you. 
because you're sitting here today mm -hmm. and you've answered the call of God. Yes. And you're in International Miracle Institute. Yes, ma'am. Can you tell me what happened to you, Sean? Yeah. Um, I, I just came to the end of my rope. I mean, I'm just totally dissatisfied. I was totally dissatisfied with life in general. Um, I mean, I married an awesome woman of God and, and have two beautiful kids. And, you know, and I've had experiences throughout my life with, with God, with the, whole, with the Spirit. I mean, I got baptized in the water and came out speaking in tongues heavily, you know. And, yes, yes. And, but, I and I kept, but I kept straying away. But when I saw, like, what I am I had to offer with the Word, you know, combined with the power, and I could see the manifestations, and I know that that's what I want, and that's what I need, because I'm I'm going to take this out to the world and and show the rest of the world, you know, because that's that's the call of God has always been on my life. Now you were you, in your story, you talked about Asia. Mm -hmm. Can you tell our our uh, friends and partners what International Miracle Institute has done for you and what you're going to do with it? Um, it has. It has enlightened me so much as uh, in the miracle realm uh, and in the word realm. And I am going to take that out and I'm going to take it um, to Asia. Now talk to, to me about Asia. Because, um, I mean, why? I mean, there's something going on with you about Asia. I want to know. Yeah, what is it? Uh, well, I mean, my wife and I both feel called. I, I feel called to any non-Western country. And, but hers is, she feels called to Asia. And I spent a week and a half in uh, Taiwan and Thailand last fall, about this time of the year. And it's, it's, it's awesome. It's and you, just, have uh, a, you have a love for those people? Yes, ma'am. Most definitely. I, I wanna, Where did that come from? I, don't, I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea. It's just... Um, what are I, you going to do? Sean. I'm going to preach the gospel. I want to. I want to walk into those countries. I want to walk into the closed countries. I am going to lay my hands on the sick people. Yes. And they are going to be healed. Yes. And the governments are going to beg me to stay there. Yes. And beg me to preach the word of God. Yes. To, to everyone there. And is China on your list? Yes, ma'am. That's just one of the few. <laughs> and so you're praying toward that right now. Yes, ma'am. I want. I want. I love Taiwan. I love the Chinese people. Um, you know, I mean, did you grow area. up with? The, I no, mean, you know, I grew I up mean, in the south. <laughs> you grew up, so your neighbors were not Chinese, no, and they were not from Taiwan. No, ma'am. Mm -mm. But inside of you, I'm seeing this gigantic love. Mm-hmm. An unexplainable love. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I want to go to the ones that are unreached in the provinces that nobody can reach. I would put a backpack on my back and just go. You know, <laughs> wow. Put a staff in my hand and give me my clothes on my back. I'll go. I'm, that's that's my call. And you have how many? Uh, how much longer? And I am I before you're launched? Uh, well, I mean, I've been here for a year, so yeah, uh, about a year. So um, I don't know. Two or three is whenever God gives me the release. You know, to go. To go. Well, yeah. you know, we've got the underground churches in China. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. I, yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, listen, 
You're going to have to come back and share some more with us because, I mean, it just sounds like this is going to be a very exciting story. Yes. Thank you so much, Thank Sean, you. for joining us on Miracles Today. Thank you. And, and listen, stay tuned because uh, later on I'm going to tell you how you too can become an international Miracle Institute student. But right now we're going to join Dr. Harfush in a meeting that's going on right now and hear him teach and preach more of the word. That's right. Awesome. Now, I want to read to you something that the Lord... Uh, can I read to you something that's a revelation? How many of you are ready for today performance? Yeah. I'm going to read to you. You might not want to go there or whatever. But uh, um, Matthew 6 and 31. Therefore, take no thought. Saying, take no anxious thought, anxiety, saying, what are we going to eat? Or uh, what shall we drink? Or wherewithal will we be clothed? I want to stop here. First of all, if you read that thing religiously, guys, or, or with limitation, here's what you're going to think. God is not interested in, you know, the natural. He's not interested in what you eat, what you drink, or what you wear. How many Christians do you know that think, well, I don't care what I wear because God doesn't care what I wear. And there's nothing wrong. You know God loves everybody regardless of how we look. Am I telling you the truth? Yes. If you get invited to the White House, they won't let you in if you're not dressed adequately. If you read it religiously, Take no anxious thought, thought of anxiety, saying what? In other words, where is the provision? What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? How are we going to be clothed? Then you will think God doesn't care about these things. But watch what he says. He says, after all these things, the Gentiles seek. The Gentiles seek things. You know, it is a foreign mindset for people to believe. That you don't care about things as much as you care about God. They won't believe you. They won't believe you if you are the prophet of God. And they won't believe you if you are a believer. And the spirit of the world try to make you believe. That things are more important than spiritual things. And you won't want to believe that. But you'll have thoughts that will fight your faith and they will fight your provision. Are you listening to me? They will fight your provision. People say, why don't you sell everything you have and give it to the poor. You know we can all sell everything we have. And give to the poor. All over the world. If every Christian on the planet. Gave everything they had to the poor. The poor will stay poor. Because the way out of poverty. Is not a handout. 
We give to the poor, we bless the poor, we feed the poor. Are you listening to me? But the only way out of poverty is a transformation of nature and a transformation of mind. You can give a mansion to a poverty-stricken person and they will, within a few years, make a mess out of it. You can give a shack to someone who's got the anointing. After all, and it'll, he'll transform it or she'll transform it into a mansion. Why? Because poverty is not a state or a condition or an experience that is a circumstance. Poverty is a spirit that affects a mindset. You don't get rich when you get money. You get rich when you accept Christ. Oh, I should have got a better result. Look, look at what it says in verse 32. Get ready now. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. How many think the heavenly Father loves you? Come on, shout hallelujah. How many think your heavenly father knows? He knows you have need of how many? He knows you have need of all these things. You have need for food. You have need for nourishment. You have need for dress. Now what kind of dress? Jesus said if he will dress the grass of the field which is here today and God tomorrow. How much more will he dress you? If you look at the lily of the field, if you look at a flower, if you look at a beautiful um, thing that God has created, and you look, if you look at the birds that don't even hold a job and don't punch a time card and don't maintain a schedule, and you see your heavenly father's taking care of them, but he says you're worth more. Then the bird, are you here? He said, Jesus said, how many have Jesus this morning? Jesus said, the queen of the south, with all her glory, all her wealth, all of her money, all of her kingdom's uh, um, abundance traveled from the end of the earth to come and see Solomon and, and understand and comprehend his wisdom. Now when you go and trace that, you recognize that when she walked into his house and recognized that even the butlers and the servants in his house were dressed so royally and so gloriously and the order of the house was so, so glorious, she said it had to be God that gave you this wisdom. But then Jesus said, a greater than Solomon is here. I don't have to go back to the Solomon days and get in his temple in order to have food on my table and clothes on my back. I, I don't have to tap into the glory of a kingdom that Solomon led when I've been transported to a kingdom that a greater than Solomon is king of. You're going to dress like you've never dressed. 
You're going to drive what you've never driven. You're going to live like you've never lived. But you're going to know what you've never known. You're going to live like you've never lived. You're going to have peace that passes understanding, joy unspeakable and full of glory, boldness that the devil cannot stop, divine health that sickness cannot infiltrate, courage that the world cannot threaten and religion cannot bind, faith that never fails to retrieve your backslidden lost loved ones and bring back and raise up the generation that you're praying for because God has invested in you. there are very few people who are completely satisfied with their knowledge and their walk with God. You know, Christian, um, the gentleman at the beginning of the program said that he felt that he had gone as far as he could go in his knowledge of the Word of God, and he found International Miracle Institute. And he said that it was like the next step for him. He was saved. He was baptized with water. But he needed to know more about God and how he and God had so much in common in International Miracle Institute. What an awesome uh, testimony. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes we go as far as we can go in a particular place and we discover that there is more for us, that there, we discover that we have more hunger for God, we discover that we have more desire to know about the things of God than we have access to. And in the case of this wonderful testimony, what a, a brilliant manifestation of the call of God on an individual to pursue the working of miracles, to pursue the Great Commission, to be a spokesman, a representative of the, the king and have signs accompanying them. And uh, um, this is what God has called us to, uh, to be demonstrators of the living Christ with miracles and signs and wonders. The working of miracles uh, or the gifts of power, gifts of healings, working of miracles and great faith are all explained and are all taught um, by us at the International Miracle Institute for the sole purpose of taking you to a place where you can experience the supernatural Christian life the way you've desired in your heart to uh, fulfill it. You may be viewing today and, and, and they were moved. You were moved by this wonderful testimony and uh, by this program because uh, you go to church, you love the Lord, you pray, and yet you are not seeing the measure of supernatural a manifestation in your life and through you like you would like to see it. Uh, you want to minister to the sick. You want to live in divine health. You want to see the miraculous. You want to understand the supernatural. Uh, you want to know the role you need to play to cooperate with the power of God. You're already aware of the fact that we have been given power. You already know that we have been given authority. But now how to access and how to cooperate with the power of God can only come into our lives through our study, studious understanding of the course on miracles. International Miracle Institute will not only give you information, but revelation. And that is the key to walking with miracles. It's one thing to talk about them. It's another thing to see them every day of your life. 
And the awesome thing about it, Robin, is that we serve the God that not only gives us the word, but we walk in the supernatural of God every day of our life. It is His will. The Word of God tells us God bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to His own will. If that's you and you're not satisfied with where you are, I tell you right now, this is the time to get in on what God has for you. You know, Christian, I, I really believe that one of the greatest problems that most Christians have is they get to a place in their walk with God and they don't know what to do next. Yes. Well, I can tell you honestly that International Miracle Institute is your next step. International Miracle Institute will show you who you are in God. It will show you why you've been born. It will give you a destiny and a vision. So become one of the 400,000 miracle workers. And join us again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings. Mm -hmm.